0: Okay, everybody, welcome back to another Victory Monday on the Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. A, a dark but sunny day. Pardon me, a cold but sunny day. I don't know why I said so dark. It is dark now. What an entrance to this pod. I think it honestly that it just shows how excited my brain is right now. It is just, I've had just the most amazing day. What a victory for the Kansas City Chiefs last night. Chiefs win 30-27 to 27 over the Los Angeles Chargers to improve to 8-2 on the season. Woo! What a game that really was. Some epic performances from some of the best players in the NFL and then some very good performances from guys who are making their name playing on such a high-profile team like this Kansas City Chiefs offense and defense for that matter. And the Stars were out in L.A. last night. Chargers looked pretty decent. I thought they played a pretty pretty good game, just like they did in Arrowhead. It was kind of a weird carbon copy minus a huge turnover because, uh, honestly, there were two huge turnovers, but one by each team. So they really kind of negated each other. But this game had it all, Johnny. It had a lot of scoring. Johnny joins me, as always. Uh, No Blaine coincidentally the vikings and the uh chargers melt down on sunday and blaine goes car shopping we won't hold that against him. hope he finds a car but uh find that to be to be funny johnny your thoughts on the game just overall what you think awesome for you to be here buddy happy to be here man i've had a great day too and um
1: part of the part of the deal that you and I have and Blaine and us diehard Chiefs fans have, uh, with watching this team is that, you know, when they win, it makes my whole week that like exponentially better. And when they lose it fucking sucks. But, yeah. um, you know, consuming all of the media content today, uh, from other outlets who will remain nameless, uh, has been amazing. um, you know, it, 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 Patrick Mahomes is, like we've been saying, the best player in the entire league, not just quarterback, but he is playing quarterback at a level that re- really just has not been replicated uh, when the Chiefs, of course, and we'll, we'll get into the nuts and bolts of the game, but when the Chiefs get the ball back with under two minutes and they're down with two timeouts, I mean, it, it,
0: no, the, panic.
1: Clock might, the clock might as well not exist uh, because you know what's going to happen there, so – thrilled uh I'm looking forward to breaking down the offense and the defense and looking forward to next week the Chiefs are just in a great spot Chandler this is awesome
0: yeah Johnny and just I kind of tweeted this out today too and I want to bring this up to the listeners like when the Chiefs are on their second string wide receivers like no matter the talent that we think that these guys could have they've never been in scenarios like that in a live situation and just the flawlessness in which the Chiefs went 75 yards with two timeouts in a minute and 46 seconds. And we didn't really even use the timeouts, Johnny. Like, we ran plays, and and we just got back to the line and ran another play. And we I think we still ended the game with a timeout. I don't believe we used both. And if you can do that with your second-string guys to bring this whole point back full circle – that just shows the greatness that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have instilled on this side of the football. I mean, they were on, they were on absolute point last night, and you would have expected this a normal a normal team to have looked insanely dysfunctional. They knew where they were going, they knew what the next play was, and it was just really good to see, Johnny. Uh, let's get into the offense, I guess. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, twenty of thirty four, three hundred and twenty nine yards and three touchdowns. Has anybody in the history of sports media, and I'm I'm throwing this out there to you, John. So let's answer this real fast. I cannot believe some of the preseason takes that people had about Patrick Mahomes. I like looking back on it. We 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 realized it then, but I I think even then we would admit we wouldn't have expected. I I don't know. Maybe this is just me, but like Mahomes is playing at an unbelievable rate. Not that I didn't think he could be an unbelievable player this year, but like this is exceeding all of of my expectations, I guess. I mean, he is playing at such a high level. These guys are so wrong and it's just so funny, huh? Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's good to keep receipts
1: on this kind of stuff. And last year, let's let's start way back. Last year, middle of the season, Chiefs are in a pretty rough spot. You have people on TV like Ryan Clark saying that Mahomes is broken. The league has caught up to Patrick Mahomes. And, of course, like that stuff pissed me off, and I'll remember that stuff forever. Because, like, even in the worst of times last year for the Chiefs, keep in mind they, they hosted the AFC Championship game yeah. last year, and that was Mahomes' worst season.
0: Fourth year in um, a row.
1: Yeah, it, it, looking like five, knock on wood. But, you know, even at his worst of times, I never – thought thought patrick was broken so like real really if you ask anyone who knows anything about football maybe take out diehard buffalo bills fans anyone who is being completely true honest and real knows that mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right When you have TV personalities like Ryan Clark, who today, you know, if you compare what he's saying today to his Mahomes' broken take last year, he, of course, walked that back after a couple of games. You know, if if you look anywhere today, like, people are singing the praises of Patrick Mahomes. Like, Ryan Clark is no longer saying that stuff. You have James Jones, who before the season was on – Ryan Rosillo. Was on Rosillo saying that the Chiefs would finish last in that division – um, you know he contributes to Nick Wright's show now. He of course wasn't there today. Um, people uh, like
0: sort of like Blaine, people,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, like Blaine. You know, and there's people like Bart Scott. Of course, aren't saying shit today. Skip Bayless ain't shit, saying shit today. You know the people who the people who actually matter are good to listen to when they talk about that. It's 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 like that whiny kid in the corner. <laughs> you have to uh, just let let these idiots who have a producer in their ear to come up with a controversial take, let, just let them talk and don't even pay any mind to them. Um, just keep the receipts in your back pocket and you can always revisit those later. But you know, Mahomes is just incredible Chandler and you know, it, the goat Colin Cowherd had a great bit today about Mahomes. And that's totally true. He's, he's Brady with three other gifts, a better arm, a, an offensive head coach um, and a, and, a better uh, big play ability, So it's like, we are so blessed to have this guy. And I could just talk about him all day long. He's incredible.
0: Yeah. And and the crazy thing about last night is that that was kind of expected of him. What wasn't expected was for Isaiah Pacheco to go 15 carries, 107 yards on the ground. Um, I think last night made a statement about this Chiefs offense, Johnny, that they can flat out run the football if they're up for the challenge, if they want to, They can run the ball on anybody, and I think they might have found their guy with Pacheco, Johnny. Maybe I'm a little optimistic. It's always a reactionary league, but, man, two weeks in a row, pretty – I mean, the Chargers' D-run defense was atrocious. I will say that. That was crazy. There's Johnny C in the back right behind Johnny for the listeners. He looks awesome right now. He's probably happy for the Chiefs' victory. Look, he's actually doing – oh, he fell down. (laughs) <laughs> he's doing some walk-in yeah, He's still practicing But you might be able to hear him if,
1: if you're listening But um, what what we've always said right? If the Chiefs can just get 80 yards on the ground That's all they need to do to get wins uh, If they get over 100 It's not even going to be close So Pacheco looked great last night Two games in a row We said this after It was What was before the Jaguars game Chandler we, the, the Chiefs Titans. Oh the Titans game Titans game, we had said, because the Chiefs like ran for 14 yards something from the running backs. So mm-hmm. Jacksonville would be a great opportunity for this team to establish their workhorse back and get a running feel as we get into colder temperatures. And, of course, that continues in the next game against the Chargers. And what we're really seeing is that the Chiefs are going to be able to run against defenses that aren't fucking amazing against the run. Like the Jaguars are no slouch, but they're no no Titans – and yeah. The Chiefs could run on them. The Chargers have one of, if not like, they have a bottom three easily, if not the worst, rushing defense in the league. And Pacheco was running for over seven yards a carry against these guys. Super easy runs for him. Um, and Clyde, of course, got hurt. But you know, you never want to. We've said some stuff about Clyde, and, and I, we made that clear. None of us want Clyde to get hurt, so we wish him a speedy recovery as he goes forward, but it looks like a high ankle sprain, so that's not going to be good. So it's going to be Pacheco. It's going to be McKinnon, and now it looks like with his injury, we could be seeing some Ronald Jones. So they're, they're going to lean on this run game as we go through. Of course, they'll always be more pass-heavy, but they were able to run really effectively last night, and it was it, it opens up so much for this offense because if the Chiefs can run, the defense is just going to be on the back foot. So, yeah, I I loved seeing that. And, and unless the chiefs are playing a Tennessee, they're, they're going to be able to run
0: too. Yeah. Um, and I think these kind of games build that confidence to where, you know, you can do it. So go out there and do it against a Tennessee, do it against a Buffalo, whatever. I think that that can only help your confidence as we move forward closer and closer to the playoffs, um, which the chiefs are pretty much already a lock. I mean, if I'm if I'm correct, Johnny, they won the AFC West yesterday, right? I mean, essentially. I think, barring like a catastrophic meltdown, they have
1: they have like a four game lead on the Chargers because they own the head to head tiebreaker. So, like, yeah. they have to lose four in a row and the Chargers win four in a row for for that to change. And if you uh, have been on Twitter or watched any sports TV today and heard any Chiefs talk, you've heard this. You know, the Chiefs have the have had the hardest schedule, like, to start uh, teams. You know, the first eight teams, like, all had winning records and most of them made the playoffs or whatever that was. The Chiefs now have the easiest remaining schedule in the entire league. The easiest. They play the Broncos twice. The Chiefs are favored by almost 15 against the Rams in this upcoming weekend. They play oh. the Raiders again. They play the Seahawks. Like, I know the Seahawks have overperformed. The Chiefs still play the Texans.
0: Let's go. (laughs) Wow, John, that just got me fired up. I forgot about that. Uh, I forgot about we played the Texans. Wow, that is crazy. We are going to – that might be the most confident I'll ever be all year. It's the Texans. Start Chad. Put Chad in. They stink, bro. They are bad. But this is not a Texans podcast. Say say one final thing about the Chiefs offense. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the NFL, and I think he might be the best tight end ever. to ever play the game. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just so good. He's so dynamic, and I, don't, I really don't get, like, he just doesn't get tackled. He does not get tackled, dude, not on the first try very often. It has to be a bang-bang play for that to happen. If he has any sort of time to wiggle or move, He's shedding or falling forward through a tackle every time. And he goes for six catches for 115 yards and three touchdowns. And that first touchdown was actually insanely sick. He literally looked like a wide receiver, caught that quick screen. Two great blocks by the receivers. I think one was Fortson. I can't remember the other one, but gets in on the left side of the Gray. Guys. Noah Gray. Great. Yeah. That's Who, a great call to bring that up, Chandler. Great game. Noah Gray is playing his role perfectly right now he is doing exactly what we need Noah Gray to do anytime the ball's thrown to him he has to catch it it ain't gonna be a lot but it has to be every single time now I will say last night it was good defense on that one I challenged Travis Kelsey to catch that obviously talking about two different players I think Travis probably might have caught it cannot hold out to that also a good play by the Chargers guy but I love what Noah I gotta Gray interject there too. That's a good point. You bring that up.
1: I just, I I think it was a good play by the Chargers defender too. I think it was like one of their linebackers. I don't think it was tranquil, but it was the guy who, who punched the ball out uh, of McKinnon too. I can't remember his name, unfortunately, but um, anyways, what I'm getting at is it's funny how calls look different though. And this is, I won't get into my gripes with NFL offici- officiating, but you know, in that in that moment, the defender's back is to Mahomes on the play. He never gets his head turned around. How many times do we see DBs not turn their head around and they throw a flag because he never got his head around on the ball? So like it's many. Just, it's so subjective on these calls. And that linebacker did make a good play. He yeah. did get his hand on the ball. There was. Some contact to Noah Gray's body. If that's a DB, like if that's if that's Joshua Williams on Keenan Allen, they're calling that on Joshua Williams, but they don't do that to the linebackers. They're just, just something. I-
0: yeah, no, that's a really good point. You're you're exactly right. I think. I think. I also think that it was the play was closer to the line of scrimmage. I think you get a little less of that as you get like kind of closer to where the ball snapped. I don't, I don't know why, but it just kind of seems like that too. Cause it wasn't that far down the field. I think it was like a third and seven, maybe something like that, but um, let's flip over to the defense, Johnny um, kind of, uh, Oh, you have one more thing you want to say? Uh, hey. Well, there's some
1: stuff on the offense too, Chan. We should just fly through real quick. Okay. Like, I think your point about earlier, how you were just saying it's it's next man up for these chiefs is a great point. You know, this team didn't have Juju Smith-Schuster, no McCole Hardman, even though we think he stinks. Um, this team loses kabarius Toney early in the game, and he hasn't been around for very long, but the talk was he would have a big impact on this game. So so who sets up, right? Justin Watson, three catches for 67 yards, and they were in big moments. Big but to, moments. Me, it was, to me it was Sky Moore. Sky, <clears throat> Sky Moore goes five for 63. And uh all five of those catches, in my opinion, were in big moments. And and some tough catches too. The the sliding, diving one over the middle that he that he kind of trapped against his chest was a great catch. And you could hear Collinsworth, a guy who really, you know, knows what he's talking about, in my opinion, uh kept comparing him to Julian Edelman. And 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 that's that's the role for Sky Moore. And there have been some people who have been like, well, he's not producing blah, blah, blah. Why can't he just? this? it just it just really annoyed me to hear that kind of thing because they brought in Juju as a veteran they're paying him 3.75 million dollars base and he's going to get more uh incentives <clears throat> and Sky Moore is his best role is the the replacement of Juju like Juju's snaps are what Sky does really well but they've they brought in Juju. He's a veteran. He's not a rookie. They're paying him more. He's been performing really well, so he needs to be in that spot. It was great to see Sky Moore jump into that role and perform when given the opportunity. Juju averages like 68 yards a game. Sky's first opportunity at a full-time crack at that gig, 63 yards, five catches. Like he, It's like the Chiefs didn't miss a beat, and this guy's a rookie. And so, yeah, he's gotten some flack by being a returner. He wasn't a returner in college. The Chiefs just want him involved, and uh, he finally got involved last night in a big way. So I think that is huge to say uh, on this team. The next man up, uh, it it works for the Chiefs because, like so many other times, people would be like, oh, the reason Mahomes – the reason this quarterback had a bad game is because he didn't have his star receiver. Well, all year, Mahomes has not had Tyreek Hill tonight he didn't have juju tonight he didn't have nicole it was literally of course travis kelsey his favorite but then a cast of other guys who aren't really high-end level players and it doesn't matter because mahomes raises the level of play of everybody else okay that's all i got on the
0: no i agree to your sky more point um i i had never had an issue with what he was doing, very small doses, obviously, but what he was doing in the offense early in the year, he had a couple big catches early. I liked him as a receiver, and and I felt victim to this, and a lot of other people, too, around the uh, the social media sphere fell victim to it as well. I mean, I guess it hurt me a little bit because I was in Indy when he muffed that punt, so that really angered me, um, and that really put a sour taste in my mouth. And then, of course, San Francisco. But, yeah, I heard Collinsworth say that last night. I didn't even realize that. I figured he did return punts. And um, that's a that's a good note there. Awesome to see him get involved. Still a rookie. That is so awesome, too. Let's flip it over to the defense, Johnny, because I love the game from them. Looking back on it today, Johnny, um, yeah, there were some, some plays that were made by the Chargers. But when you're going against guys like that, um, they're going to happen. I love their tenacity in the second half that really kept this team in it. That freaking to get the chargers to punt right out of halftime was so freaking massive. Um, and that takes a, that takes a different mindset on defense and a, and a mindset that the chiefs defense has not had in the Patrick Mahomes era. I'll go to my grave saying that the Stevens has a different mentality right now. And I think it has great leadership and and. Nick Bolton drives the train, in my opinion, I think more so than Chris Jones. Um, And and, and I use last night as an example because he's just such a sure tackler. There are so many instances last night where Eckler, it's like second and three, second and four. They run an off tackle. They run a quick dive up the middle. Um, and Eckler is a guy that falls forward and Nick Bolton did not let him fall forward and to put them in third and pressure situations. And we've seen, and I truly believe this, um, the chargers are so worried about if they're going to go for it on fourth down, they forget to play third down and it hurts them a ton. And it did last night. There was that fourth and short that they probably normally would go for it where they ended up punting and i truly think it's because they don't know what they want to do now. They looked it, they looked really weird in their decision making last night and i think this chiefs defense put them in the bind for for in the most crucial moments of the game, Johnny. Curious to hear what your thoughts are. Last thing i'll say, i just think that this chiefs defense played better situational football last night than the chargers offense did. I really do. And and when it came down to nut cutting time, and the Chargers could put this team away, honestly, for the first time in, what, four tries, It, I think that the Chiefs' defense has executed better, Johnny. I really do. Yeah, they did. And like we've been talking about, Spags's defenses
1: over the course of the season tend to get better. But what I was arguing on, on the radio when we did that a couple of weeks ago was that they are getting better like that over the course of the game. Yeah which is awesome. Like the defense doesn't fade. They just get stronger as the game goes on and the chiefs will get to this too before we wrap up, but they lost some bodies too. some guys picked up some injuries. So, you know, the first drive of the game, the chargers get the ball after the chiefs get a field goal on the opening drive, the chargers go three plays, 75 yards and a touchdown. And then over the course of the game, the chiefs got defense, got better, only surrendering, only surrendering seven points in the second half. Um, and the Chargers have been a bad second half team, but they just did a really good job there. The fourth down decisions, Chandler are a are indicative of also what have, are also indicative of what we've been saying about Brandon Staley being a fake sharp. His big thing was that he was always going for it on these fourth downs, more of an analytics guy. Even in the crazy scenarios, he was going for it when maybe a lot of people shouldn't have. And early on last year. The Chargers were getting those. And then as the year went on, they were not getting those. Keep in mind, in that game, the Chiefs beat the Chargers in overtime at their building last year. The Chargers left a bunch of points on the field because of their stupid fourth down decisions. And I think the team should go for it more on fourth down than than like the old school football guys do, but not nearly as much as what he is doing. Um, And... I think Brandon Staley is hearing what a lot of people are saying about him, and it's gotten him away from what gave him a lot of success early on. There was one where it was like fourth and an inch, Um, just maybe like around the Chargers 30-yard line. You know, a lot of teams punt there. I couldn't believe Brandon Staley punted the ball there. I thought surely he would go for on a quarterback sneak, but I think he's hearing – the questions And maybe there's some uncertainty around his job and he's coaching a little tight. And I think, you know, with a lot of those fourth down decisions that he made last year, it led to them not making the playoffs. And so um, I, I think that the Chargers have a great quarterback. I would argue that they have the second best quarterback in the league. I think Herbert's right up there. Like, I think he's amazing. But I think that their head coach flat out sucks. And that led to a lot of the issues for them last night. Keep in mind he was the defensive coordinator for the Rams. And their defense flat out stinks besides Derwin James, in my opinion. So um on the Chiefs' defensive side, I was super impressed. You said you said it all about Nick Bolton. He was just incredible. Him and Willie Gay are such a great tandem in the yeah. linebacking core. Twenty-five combined tackles between Bolton and Willie Gay. Twenty-five. They were everywhere. Willie Gay got a sack on a great disguised blitz by Spagnolo. Six sacks. had five total sacks last night by the Chiefs defense. That is the most that Herbert has ever taken in a game. And the Chiefs defense is tied fourth in the nfl in sacks keep in mind coming into the year our biggest question was the the pass rush for this and joe cullen has got those boys juiced up shout out to frank clark who played a good game last night chris jones chris jones is the defensive player of the year in the league right now two more sacks for chris jones last night and three tackles for Boss um Carl Loftus didn't have a didn't have a registered tackle but I thought he was active last night he got a, he had a quarterback hit last night and then finally in limited snaps last night Carlos Dunlap of course had another good game so oh and who I don't know who this is but Mike Dana had two yeah. sacks who, who is that
0: I don't Do you know, know who Mike Dana is but we have to give him some credit cuz he did play well last night and Chris Jones even shouted him out in the The Sunday Night football post game yeah. interview with Rodney Harrison and uh, uh, Jack Collinsworth. So I guess Mike Dana is a real guy. He's number fifty one on the chiefs, in case the listeners don't know, but he he's out there and he had four tackles last night, three solos. I mean Johnny. You're right, Johnny. Uh, you were on you were on Joe Cullen from the beginning. You were on him when we were doing our uh, our uh, training camp. Pods. He has completely changed the way this defensive line plays. And outside of Chris Jones, Johnny, there's not one big name. I mean, Frank Clark is only talked about amongst our circles, in my opinion. No one else around the league is like, oh, the Chiefs have Frank Clark. Like, but he is he more active than I've seen him in the last three years. And he has more impact on the game. I mean, he had, I can't believe we gotta say this, but like two tackles for Frank Clark last night. That's pretty good. Oh, and then on the on the final play, the interception by Herbert—he was right.
1: He, he, that was Frank Clark's quarterback hit last night. He was right in Herbert's face to force a off-platform throw, and of course, the Chiefs rallied to it, and Bolton picked it off, and and that was the game. I got one more point on the defense, and then I'll turn it back to you, Chan. Um, one the chargers always play the chiefs close. These are great games. If the NFL is smart and they, they know this, right. They did that. They did it this year, but going forward, whenever the chiefs play the chargers, that should, that should be on prime time, whether it's Thursday, Sunday, or Monday, you know, it was Thursday first and Sunday night here. They always play them close. One of the reasons for that is I think the chargers, I think a player in the past, like Austin Eckler has been like the kryptonite for the chiefs. Like, the Chiefs have struggled at the linebacker position for a number of years and the majority of Eckler's career. Um, and a lot of the time he's on linebackers and has a lot of success, especially receiving the football. And look, Eckler had a touchdown run last night. He had 93 yards on the ground. He had just over – like four and a half yards of carry. He had a good game there. Like I said, where he usually kills the Chiefs is, is through the air. Two catches for 17 yards for Eckler last night. I, I think that's that's Willie Gay and Nick Bolt. Yeah. and I didn't really. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look back at it and, and see who was primarily on him uh, in in pass coverage. But if it's just looking at the box score, two catches for for Eckler on. I mean, he only had two targets. I think that probably is indicative of, of Willie Gay being able to cover him in the flat, and that's huge for the Chiefs going forward. I, I hope to see more of that because you know, passing the running backs was getting the Chiefs for a long time and, and not so much anymore.
0: And I think a stat to point out about Eckler's yards, his longest run of the day was nine yards. That's not an Eckler day normally either. I mean, nine yards is not that long of a run for that to be your longest. A lot of chunk plays, making the Chargers drive. And like you kind of alluded to, that's a spagnolo defense. I think, and I'm fine with it too, it really pisses me off at some moments during the game, but it seems to continue to work. We're going to let them have their yards, and it could beat us every once in a while. But I think at the end of the day, we I mean, I love our ability to blitz from the secondary, dude. I mean, Legereus Sneed leads defensive backs and sacks in the entire league. So this Chiefs defense is clicking on all cylinders. This team right now, Johnny, is clicking on all cylinders as well. Um, I think that's a probably a decent spot to wrap up the show, don't you think? Chiefs win yesterday 30 to 27 to go to 8 and 2 on the season. Next up, LA comes to the Midwest. Wait, Chandler, they don't play the Chargers 3 times. You're right. They play the Los Angeles Rams Sunday afternoon at Arrowhead Stadium and the boy will be there. Chandler will be in attendance. Um, so I I really cannot wait for this game. Chiefs <laughs> Should be favored heavily. We'll talk about it this week in the upcoming Week 12 podcast. Johnny Rowe will be joining me. Can't wait, brother. Chiefs win. Talk to you later.
1: Go, Chiefs.